Hi, I'm Eliana Yolcut. And I'm Tova Leibovic Douglas. We are two rabbis and two mothers here to talk finding wisdom in work, parenthood, smashing the patriarchy, and the juggle of the everyday. The Torah we carry in our pockets at home and in the world. Welcome to Not Your Jewish Mother. You know what I should have asked you? I know we have to go into our thing, but I should have asked you because of 100 years from the bat mitzvah. Oh, yeah. We we should talk about that. Let's just do let's just do an extra question. I'm doing an extra question. We have to talk about your hat at your bat mitzvah. We have to talk about that hat. (laughs) Uh, Listeners, we're going to post in the in this episode. We're going to in our in our um, Instagram. We're going to post pictures of us at our at our mitzvah. Tova. Tell us what year and just tell me how the hat happened. Like, was that Mama Sheila? Was that like, that's her name, right? On social media. <laughs> yeah, who, my mom. <laughs> who was, who, who was the instigator of the hat? Was that you? Oh my God. Please no, it was me. definitely my mom. I mean, <laughs> no, listen, I'll tell you. Okay. I was not going to wear a kippa. Okay. Like that wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to. And then like, that was not going to happen for the sake of my Hasidic family walking into conservative. There were a lot of things that were not going to happen. Oh, I, I was didn't not even think about that. Your Bubby was there. My Bubby and my Zaidi were there. Wow. I know. Not to, their, to, pr- to their credit. To their credit. Oh my gosh. To their credit. My whole family was there. They were in a hotel walking distance. We changed Sinai Temple's whole system so that there was no like electricity at the door. Wow. We had to really be thoughtful. There was no organ. Like there's an organ at Sinai and like they didn't have the organ that day. Obviously microphones were still there, but they didn't daven. They didn't pray. By the way, listeners, my grandparents were very from very, very observant Jews. My grandfather wore a black hat, right? When he went to shul, but they wanted to be there. And so they came. And so it was a very big moment for my family. And for me, like it was bigger than me. I really felt that at my bat mitzvah. I was the first bat mitzvah. And so everything was sort of done in that way, you know, like yeah. what, what's going to feel good for this moment for all of us. Yeah. And not that I wanted to wear a kippah, really. Not that I've ever really worn a traditional kippah. Honestly, I always wear like a hairband when I do it. But hairbands would have that would have felt silly and, and childish to me at the time in the 90s. That didn't work work really. So it was a hat. (laughs) I just remember my mom, I was with my mom and I think one of her friends at a fancy department store and we were looking for hats and they found this hat. They're like, this is the one. And my mom's like, it's so, oh my gosh, Tova, it's so you. And my bat mitzvah theme, you're going to laugh so hard because of course I had a bat mitzvah themed party because I lived in LA in the nineties, was my fair lady. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. I was really into musical theater and they just thought it was a great theme for me. So our fair Tova. So, I mean, honestly, I can't believe I'm admitting this, but, you know, people out there have been at my bat mitzvah. I mean, it was amazing and beautiful. It just is like so funny to talk about. But yeah. What year? What year? Ninety eight. And was it, do you, do you remember it as a spiritual experience? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Such a spiritual experience. Yeah. I felt the weight of everything in the best of ways, the uh-huh. reverence, you know, I felt yeah. real reverence and preparing for my vomit. So was totally whatever it is for a 13 year old. Like I took it seriously, but it was annoying. Obviously yeah. I wanted to do other things. Yeah. But then once I started leading Shahri that morning, I was like, oh, I'm in this. And I was totally present. I mean, I was just in the moment. I loved it. I was really moved. It was really powerful. It's awesome. And 
I loved it. Okay, your turn. Your bat mitzvah. Oh, your man. outfit. Your outfit was amazing. What yeah, year so was that? Eighty nine, because I okay. was twelve. I was born Great. in seventy seven, and Great. I grew up in, a, as I've said here before, an Orthodox community. So there were no but no mitzvah like I wanted, which was a service like with with reading Torah and all that. But it, it starts sort of before that. So my dad read Torah professionally. Like he did that as a part time job for my whole life, basically until he was in his. 50s. So Torah reading was like a very big part of my, like the cadence and rhythm of our lives because he would be practicing every week. And so it was just like, I just assumed that I would do that. And I don't really know why, because I had no models for women. I never had set foot in a service that women participated in ever. The most I ever did was like, I did sing Ankelo. I was allowed to sing Ankelo Hainu um, with other boys until I was 12. And mm-hmm. when we when we approached the synagogue about doing something on a Sunday for Rosh Chodesh for the Jewish, right. the beginning of the Jewish month, they were like, no way, no how. Like, we're not allowing, we don't allow this in our synagogue. So, which is, it was like a very big crisis moment for my family, but that's for another podcast. But alas, we found, we rented WashU's Hillel, Washington University's Hillel House oh, nice. on a Sunday morning and we planned our own women's prayer group, like sort of a la the Orthodox communities, sort of burgeoning women's roles, particularly at that time was like the, 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 the I furthest- love that. The furthest extreme was women's tree law groups. And we had a mechitza, actually, a, a, a dividing line where my brothers and my dad, my grandfather, and my uncles were allowed to sit. Less than 10 men. As long as it was less than 10 men, it was like permitted according to Jewish law at that in that reading of Jewish law. And they sat behind the mechitza. And I prepared with my father. And that was like really, really amazing. And I was not the typical 11-year-old. I loved every single second of preparation. And I was obsessed. And actually, you can see me in the video. I just have it like you can see the pride and just like confidence beaming on my face. And I actually had to give two Devar Torahs. Two? Because, yeah, what? because I gave one in the service, but like all the men weren't at the service. So then I oh, wrote a second wow. one for the meal afterwards. Oh, wow. And I grew up in St. Louis in the 1980s in the Orthodox community. So there was no such thing as a theme of about mitzvah. Like you didn't have a theme. But. Oh, yeah. I should say my theme was not on the bima. It was, no, it was on party. the party. But, but even. But, but no, no. But even the party, there was no such thing as a theme. Right, right, the right, right, right. Community. Of course. Of course. But um, two things. One is I'm going to get to my outfit last, but the it was July 4th. So the person, I think it was my great aunt, Annabelle, who made the place cards on a poster board. And I can remember loving this as a little girl. She made it like red, white, and blue. And it was like in the in the shape of an American flag with people's place cards. So, and I thought that was just like the coolest thing. I don't really know why, but I did. And there were a lot of speeches, which will not surprise anybody who knows my family, a lot of speeches at the end of the party. And then my outfit, <laughs> I had a really hard time with clothes when I was a like an adolescent because I was stereotypically not a very girly girl. And so I was like always having a hard time finding things that I felt comfortable in. My mom has a, had a good friend, has a good friend, like an old, old friend who's been friends with her for many, many years. Her name is Marsha. And she was sort of like an amateur seamstress Mm. and I couldn't find a dress. And she offered to sew the dress with her mother for me. And so it's this like very plain white dress with like a bow, which is very 1989. And yeah, I mean, the whole outfit is, I mean, I felt really good in it at the time, but looking back, I'm like, oh man, this is classic. But it was a great, great experience. Oh, like I had yeah. such a great experience and I feel so happy thinking about it, looking at pictures, watching the video is hysterical. Okay. I love that so much. Your whole story is just very on brand, Eliana. Yes. It makes me yeah. really, really happy. Yeah. I have to just say though, what I'm so interested in is I was just sort of poking fun at our fair tova and my hat and all that. But honestly, at the time, it felt so right, you know, and so perfect. And what I am also noticing with all of these hashtag hundredth, 
you know, bat mitzvah thing yeah. and all the photos yeah. is the individuals, the women that are posting, I see mostly women posting, I guess that makes sense for the bat mitzvah thing, is everyone looks the same, meaning I can see you right as your 12 year old self and see you today mm -hmm. you look the same and that's not always the case for everyone yeah and I'm wondering what's that what, what is that about are those of us that are posting the ones that really <laughs> we were really meant to do the rabbi thing because <laughs> we looked like we were in it I mean it's just so funny to me